Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on a juicy episode 147 of The Pinball Show, Dennis and I relay to you many Stern Pinball game and accessory production updates, as well as our guests on the timeline for the next Cornerstone launch. We talk spooky and CGC shipping games, American Pinball's big announcements, a recent pinball profile interview with Dave Fix, Jersey Jack trending, a lot of P3 production updates, and a very classic pinball market trends. Oh, and what a treat for official Pinball Show Club members. This week, the exclusive content segment is simply titled, Is Dave Fix and American Pinball Trying to Sue Me? Episode 147, There's a Reason This Is The Pinball Show. Peace up, A-Town. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Up in the club with my homies, trying to get a little VI. Keep it down on the low key. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Pinball Show. Welcome back. We're in episode 147. I'm your host, Zach Minnie, alongside Dennis Creasel. Dennis, how are you? I'm doing great. I feel excited. It's Super Bowl time. Of course, this is after the Super Bowl when they're listening. I was going to say, did your favorite team win? We, 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 you know what? I. I insert if they did or didn't hear, and nothing's going to ruin this day. We're not going to have any weird last-minute news. There's not going to be any tortious interference. Oh, God. We'll get to that. It's going to be smooth. (laughs) Not going to get sued. Do you think that there will be an engagement tonight? The 50-yard No. 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 I do not. I do not think. Andy Reid comes out. He kneels down. The ring is in his mustache. <laughs> he shakes it out. <laughs> it just reminds me of a walrus. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, that's the style he goes for. It works for him. You know what didn't work for me this last week, Dennis? What? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, lay the groundwork here. I, I work hard, Dennis. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I turned into George W. Yeah, I see that. I work hard. I wake up early. You feed the chickens. Feed the chickens. I milk the cows. Do you have chickens? Have you thought about getting visit chickens? Visit with my goats. Uh, n- you know what? My wife has. She wants to do the homestead thing, and I keep talking her out of it. If we haven't pissed the neighbors off enough yet. I'm not sure that stinky chickens uh, and ah, goats are going to help. But, yeah. But at <laughs> some point, she will, uh, she'll buy that shit. Yeah, unfortunately, it'll happen. So... I wake up early. I work a lot. I work so much that uh, I get burnout. <laughs> I really get burnout. And then at the end of the night, I just want to relax. I want to You get that time. What? I don't know what, what time your wall is where you hit a wall, listener, and you just, you're like, I don't care if there's a fire in this house. They'd be lucky if I get out of this house. I'm just tired. I'm beat. I just want to lay in bed. I want to watch something stupid on television. And I want to scroll through my phone. And not be bothered. Is it just me? Is it you? No, I'm sure okay. others others have a. Everyone has a breaking point. Usually, here recently because of the cold weather, I will. Uh, at that point, for me, kids are taken care of. Uh, everybody's settling down, going to bed. 
I am getting in my Speedos. I'm getting in my hot tub for a while, with or without Nicole. Sit in there for ah, 15, 20 minutes. Quick shower, get into bed. And at 9.30 at night, one of my children, I, I hear their cute little footsteps. They, they come down the stairs, come across the, the main living quarter, and they knock on our door. And usually I think, okay, somebody's vomited. Somebody shit their pants. The dogs have, are in a fight. They've thrown up when the kids threw up. Like, it's usually a horror scene whenever they come down at night when they should be in bed. But instead, listener, I don't know if uh, for those of you who have kids or are accustomed to this happening, oh, it'd be the last time this happens for me. At 9.30, it might have been closer to 10 when they should have been asleep. We have our sweet, innocent uh, Penelope. Uh, she comes and says, Mom, because she won't even address me, she knows. Mom, mm-hmm. I, I, I've got a little homework to do still. <sighs> oh, okay. A little homework. Doing some spelling words because for some reason my youngest is incapable of retaining information in his fucking memory. He can't learn spelling words for shit. I could give him B, B E E, ask him five times, he'll remember it. And then two minutes later, it's gone. But that's besides the point. Maybe mm. I'm just burnt out from mm. doing studying spelling. So, a little homework. I thought it was a little bit okay. She unfolds, Dennis. An entire project about the 13 colonies with trifold pamphlet that she has to create with custom graphics and about five pages of study guide questions that have to be put into this project that is worth over 40% of your grade. And it's due tomorrow at 9.45 at night. So was she not working on it before then? Absolutely not. Uh, she has been given two weeks uh, <laughs> in class in the evenings to complete this big project. And she comes the night before at 945. Oh, how would you respond to such a request at assistance? Hmm. I would have quoted Master Yoda. That. It's why you fail. <laughs> I, I'd have to think back because I don't got kids. So thinking back, You'd growing be up, lucky you don't. Getting help on homework was was possible, but the expectation was mm. I was doing it all the way up to that point, <laughs> uh, and I never would put a project off. So because it's a panic if you do. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of yeah, it's tough because I would have I would have had to have leaned towards why didn't you? Especially once you've learned the truth about all the time and everything's like. Well, you know, you need to learn to uh, do. This is a learning experience. A learning time experience. management. Okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would have. I mean, it would have maybe helped a little bit in terms of like, okay, well, you just need to plug this here, this here, this here, and it's gonna look. It's not gonna be a Zach Mini production. Yeah. It's gonna look. It's gonna look pretty low rent. And, and see, that's what Nicole. She's like, look, let's just let's get the shit done. Let's not argue because I'm like, you have got. Are you standing in my presence right now, requesting this of me? At a quarter oh, till you, 10. You guys like do it for uh, What in the hell are you thinking? And Nicole's like, because she was the student in school. It's like, eh, let's get this shit done. But I was like, master class. Like, no, we're going to do the best damn pamphlet known uh, to the state of Indiana. Uh, but not, not then and not there. So that's why I get so upset because my expectations are so high. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we proceed to stay up until midnight later helping her find the answers to these. And then we had to get up an hour early in the morning to complete it. It was 
a <sighs> nightmare. It was I feel nightmare. your pain there. Yeah. 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 The worst thing ever. The, the moral of the story here is don't have children. So that was my last week as, and mm. then uh, fighting a child that's crying at 10 o'clock at night. I'm sorry. Because I raised my voice a little bit. Gets them all fired up. I'm sorry. And your youngest is yell- yelling down the stairs. How do you spell B? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was my nightmare. Hopefully that listeners can relate uh, as well. Well, I know even if they can't, they will be able to relate to the dulcet tones of Craig Bobby. Do you think Craig Bobby ever has to stay up late to do his top stories no, the night I'm before? Sure, I'm sure education in Canada is like their health care. Like they've got it figured out and that's why we just don't hear about it. Hello and welcome back to the Pinball Show's top stories. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, it's that hallowed time once again in the pinball community when everyone gathers around their computers or phones and watches with bated breath as the Twippy Awards are announced celebrating pinball's greatest achievements and accolades as voted on by you, the people, in this great pinball hobby of ours. Of course, this year the Twippies were mired in controversy and chaos as the Twippy Committee felt it best to step back, adjust, and revamp the longest-running pinball awards show this year to make it more inclusive, less controversial, and believe it or not, more safe for various members of the Twippy Committee or those that were helping create these awards. As various members of the pinball community, and you know who you are, just got downright nasty. Leading into this year's Twippy voting season, the result Well, more controversy and chaos, but hey, sometimes you gotta tear it all down before you can build it up right, and I have no doubt that the committee will continue to tweak and massage these beloved community awards back to their former glory. So rather than do a live show at the yearly Texas Pinball Festival that had also turned from a well-rehearsed planned event to an almost too-bad-to-look-away production, this year the Twippy Committee went for a stripped-back approach and allowed Josh and Scott of the Loser Kids Pinball Podcast to run with a pre-recorded announcement show complete with special guests announcing various awards to the various pre-taped acceptance speeches from winners to Josh and Scott's own positive and relaxed take on the various awards and games up for those nominations. Yes, cleaner than a Zach Manny bidet bunghole. Say what? The Loser Kids gave the Twippies a safe and sound landing pad to announce this year's Twippy winners without all the usual flash and fanfare, but also thankfully without all the usual drama and controversy that the Twippies were getting too bogged down with more and more every year. So bravo to the Twippies and bravo to the Loser Kids for stepping up and giving the community a positive and no-nonsense presentation of this year's Twippy Awards, most of which I know Zach and Dennis will share in detail here shortly. Speaking of safe and clean, we heard some more from American Pinball's fearless leader David Fix this past couple of weeks as he went on the record on the Pinball Profile podcast with Jeff Teolis to further dispel recent rumors that American Pinball was up for sale and also to double down on American's somewhat unique take on the pinball market, offering primarily non-licensed or open-source intellectual property themes to create their previous and upcoming new wave of titles, the next of which is rumored to be shown or debuted at the Texas Pinball Festival 
from March 15th to the 17th. Now rumor has it, based on Fix's comments and others over recent months, that this next game by American Pinball is based on a design by the late great pinball designer Barry Osler, who was responsible for creating dozens of well-known pinball machines since the late 1970s through to the mid-90s. Games like Junkyard, Pinbot, Space Shuttle, Bride of Pinbot, Bad Cats, Cyclone, Comet, and Jungle Lord, just to name a few. And of course, with his most recent design effort under the Pinball Brothers, with their offering of the Queen music-themed pinball. Now, not much else is known about America's next game, other than it also contains live-action video like the company's recent game, Galactic Tank Force, GTF! It also has been rumored that the game is a single level and may have some sort of food theme, such as a barbecue or, less likely, food truck? <laughs> I mean, that, that would be just crazy. And quickly, with just a few more smaller news items, it seems that those customers who have been patiently waiting for their Stern-made Stranger Things accessories, like the very cool UV lighting kit, Stranger Things topper, or dice shooter rods, appear to be coming back in stock. Although, like well-known pinball distributor Flippin' Out Pinball recently noted on their Facebook page, not all back orders are going to be filled immediately, as pent-up demand is still exceeding supply for some of these Stranger Things accessories. <laughs> Chicago Pinball posted yet more production photos again for their newest Pulp Fiction pinball machine with dozens of machines in various stages of production or in boxes ready to be shipped. Rumors are bound that the highest trim level of these machines, complete with toppers, will be hitting the production line possibly later this spring or later this summer. And more production updates from Spooky Pinball as they announced this week that those character figures and sculpts that go on their latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Looney Tunes machines have finally arrived, breaking their supply chain logjam that had prevented final production of dozens of machines that should now be shipping early next week. <sighs> okay, Zach and Dennis, that's all for this week. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Well, Craig gave us a nice little smattering, a rundown of what we're going to be discussing today. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give Craig Bobby the grade of an A- minus here. Yeah, it didn't right? sound like he waited to the last minute to record it. He really prepped, planned, presented it well. He didn't give us any A-plus memorable zingers, per se, to put him over the top, but uh, a very yeah. nicely done uh, little job there. Craig? We are in the winter doldrums of announcements. The, you know, the news is a little, it's a little patchy. Little, I think, little yeah, weak. I think for other shows, but not here at the pinball show because well, we have, we, we do have stuff. We've but. got a lot of production updates coming from Stern Pinball, the king of pinball uh, creation and manufacturing in this world. Last week was Jaws Pros. They're getting out on locations. Any still any any around you besides? Yeah. Uh, yes, they okay. have arrived. We have them at two locations now. Sweet. Wonderful. And then if you take that trip down to Wichita, it's one's down there too. Yeah. Then three if I expand my uh, traveling right. radius. Your pinball to, map. Yes. <laughs> to, to vast levels. That's right. Jaws pros have been hitting all of the locations around around the country and around the world. Uh, have you played one yet? Or are you still still waiting? No, I, I haven't been able to get out there this weekend. I haven't played much of it either. This is one one time where I'm getting a little jealous because uh, Joel Engelberth has been playing. Uh, my buddy Greg has been playing a lot. And they're like coming back to me. Hey, did you have you done this? I'm like, you asshole. No, I haven't because I don't have one. I don't have one yet. I'm waiting. My showroom one is with Joel Engelberth. <sighs> but 
I shouldn't have to wait too much longer, Dennis, because this week, Jaws LEs should start shipping domestically. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be opening one of those. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then later in this month of February, Jaws premiums will be rolling out. They'll roll out uh, into March. Uh, but most of them, I think, in February here. I would guess, I'd guess they'll be online next week, honestly. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, they do have their new factories. So. Mm-hmm. And then in March, so here's the update to the to the production updates here. Some changes. March is going to roll around, listener, and we're going to get the return of Star Wars Pro and Premium Games. Wow, that's way earlier than the last go. Right. The and last statement. Of yeah, the, the last time they had made these was August of 2022. Mm. So this is a, what, almost a year, yeah. and a year and a half or so. So uh, Longer than I realized. Wow. And the game still sells well. So that's why you still see this older title continue. It's what day fix. Well, Take the, notes. The matters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't, the thing is, I'm not the only one just saying it. I think everyone's pretty much saying it. Every single person. Yes. Pretty much Except everyone. For a couple. Yeah. And they also to note, uh, Stern Pinball does not plan on, on building any more Star Wars uh, in 2024. So, this is what Dennis and I have been talking about uh, for months now. We'll see some of these older titles that will still stay in the catalog at Stern Pinball, but we'll get one run a year. And so do you think they run. will run it in 2025, or do you think maybe this ends up being the last call and we just don't know it? I, th- I think they run it in 2025. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Deadpool. I, I think, think they run like, it it's, until... It's, got a, it's making enough that it, they can do the renewals and, and keep mm-hmm. it. I think the the one thing you'll start seeing them vaulting or retiring or putting into the vault and retiring titles once Spike 3 comes out and they start really rolling on the catalog for Spike 3 games, you'll start seeing them slow down and then extinguish the production of some of these I, Spike 2s. I, you know, though, I'm wondering if these Spike 2 titles will be, depending on what they do with Spike 3, if it's not going to be fully backwards compatible Ooh. and the Spike 3 boards could drive the Spike 2 games. Good thinking. I like that. I, I, I'm this is a little presumptuous, but hey, after hearing about American Pinball's backwards compatible board, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, maybe coming soon. Also, in March is going to be Godzilla Pro. We we knew of that, but to note, they also do not plan on building any more Godzilla Pros in 2024. Mm, finally so, caught up on those, huh? And and the, interesting enough, that was the one title that many of us dealers have been without for the last several months was Godzilla Pro. So I anticipate them making. A pretty healthy batch of those if they do not plan on making more this year. And then late March, we have Jurassic Park Premium, which we knew about. We didn't know what part of the month. Right now, we're looking at late March. And again, no more planned for 2024. Now, that's the one where T-Rex eat ball, yeah? Correct. Correct. And uh, that one still sells very, very well. So much so that I have a decent amount of inventory. I still purchased uh, additional inventory to plan for the remainder of the year. And then we've got uh, what many have been waiting to hear. When are they going to make Jaws Pros again? Because most, most if not all, of the uh, initial pros that went out this month go to locations, not to residential or, or to hobbyist-based yeah, uh, collectors. I've lamented it for years. April comes, that's when we're going to get our Jaws Pro, as well as Jaws Premium. So that's your second runs uh, of Pro and Premium Jaws is coming in April. Uh, the pros first, very likely, followed by the premium. So you may see premiums drift into May. Uh, so I would I would guess Jaws premiums towards the end of April. 
Also in late April, this is news, Elvira is going to get another run in April. Let's see if they stick with it. Elvira Premium coming late April. Ooh. So people were wondering when the second run of Jaws were going to come. Uh, There's that as well as Elvira Premium getting another run in April. I honestly didn't think we'd see one so soon. Uh, And they haven't ruled out the possibility of another run in 2024 for Elvira, which kind of tells me that they like the sales of that game. They might not like building it but they like the sales of it. Maybe they finally overcome whatever were those build struggles. Maybe mm-hmm. they figured a different way that's making it less stressful or at least more predictable on getting it on the schedule. Because I, I just remember that yeah, it just kept, you know, all those orders were sitting and Elvira would be just pushed or just never announced. And it was weird. Yeah, I mean. Real if, weird. If I were a betting man, I would say that we will not see Elvira Premium produced again in 2024 past past April here. I, I think, wouldn't think so either. I think in case they have a couple stinkers or something, they could, you know, throw Gosh, it up there. But what are the, what are the rumors, Zach? What's coming out? And then, uh, you know, you can still buy Jaws LE anywhere. Well, not everywhere. <laughs> not my, not at flipping out pinball. No, not at flipping out. No, in, until you end up going on and saying, "I got two available." <laughs> so somebody else didn't pay. That one person from last episode, they did pay. <laughs> they did pay. <laughs> Oh, oh that's a certified hit. Just people. Certified hit. All right. So we got Q2 stuff, Foo Fighters Pro, Venom Pro, and Premium. Uh, another update. Jaws Premium is going to have uh, another run in June. The third run is going to be this June. Oh, that's only like a month after the, the prior break. second run. Yeah. So, uh, so that tells me they're getting a lot of orders for the Premium. No other additional updates to Q3, Q4. We do know at some point in Q4, there's going to be a Jaws Pro, that third run of Jaws Pro. Right. It would make sense. And then 2024, they still plan at some point to do the Mandalorian. They just haven't said when. And believe it or not, they do not plan on making any more Stranger Things Pro in 2024. Really? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little surprised about that. They, they still, they actually have some available right now. Oh, okay. They have all right. Some, well, that all right. So it's there are right. some games that are inventoried at Stern right now that dealers can go out and buy. Almost like it's it's back in 2019 again. Hmm. But yeah, so Stranger Things Pro likely running in 2025. Um, I put a question mark on it on our schedule, Dennis, just because they haven't announced that it will in 2025. They've just said they have no plans on uh, doing a batch of them this year. Okay. We look at all this, listener, based on the production timeline info, I would anticipate Stern Pinball announcing their next Cornerstone game, because that's all you guys care about anyway, at the mid or end of April, and then subsequently starting production in early May. Just looking at the schedule and what they're building, that feels like the biggest gap that they could squeeze in a Cornerstone, and then the third Cornerstone being August, September as usual. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think we see a, a stern revealed cornerstone game at Texas Pinball Festival. They have they ever revealed at Texas? Mm, not in recent memory. Not in recent memory. Not in any that I've been at. And I've a, been at the last like eight. Hasn't it been like Midwest Gaming Classic was always the weekend after? And that's when they came out with like Black Knight, uh, and that's when they came out with like That might be, that might be. I don't remember well enough on that. So I don't even see it happening then. I really don't. But, you know, okay. I mean, look, they're they're putting so much into, like, February is full of, this month is full of Jaws Premium, Jaws LE, 
Stranger Things they're making again. Uh, I think premiums they've recently made. Uh, March they're making Godzilla Pros. They're making Jurassic Park premiums. They're making Star Wars premiums, Star Wars Pro, as well as other titles. And then April's pretty much filling up too because they're doing the second run of Jaws Pro and Premium. They're doing Elvira Premium. So that's why I think. And then May right now on my schedule, there's there's going to be other titles there. It's just I don't have much there. Same with June. I don't have much. Uh, so I think end of April, we'll see a May Pro production, you know, LE production getting into June. But we'll have to wait and see. Stern Pinball Accessories Updates. The bane of my existence. Stranger Things accessories have been shipping, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They announced them in, what? They were going to come in October. Then they were going to come in November. Then if we wait, they'll come in December before the new year. But then it didn't. And then they said, well, January. January, you yeah, know. Yeah, January is fine. And they said Q1, and we were like, oh, shit. What does that mean? And then finally, February, they started shipping. But they even advertised it. You see this advertisement? They've been doing reels. Get your Stranger Things accessories shipping now. And uh, that just makes my job harder because uh, the art blades they shipped, the uh, the armor they shipped, the toppers they've been shipping. Shoot a rod. That cool interactive. Yeah, don't forget D&D to shoot a rod. rod. They've been shipping. But the UV kit, oh, that's what everybody wants, that UV kit. They started shipping some of them. They even fulfilled, I think, all of my pro kit order. But the premium LE kit, not even close to what I ordered. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we still have some supply chain stuff that is delaying a little bit some of those premium LE UV kits. So those are coming uh, slowly but surely. And they claim that this month, Dennis, they're also going to be running that Iron Maiden topper again, the Aces High topper. No, oh. Yeah, I keep hearing that. I've had people ordered since like uh, last year at this time. So hopefully that gets done. Stern in their recent update to dealers indicated that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles accessories are going wayside, just like the game being discontinued. They're no longer making any of those accessories. So whatever is out there, topper wise or art blade, whatever's out there is out there. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. That yeah, makes sense. So if you want a team and T topper, please flip it up at Bye bye bye. This last week, Joel Engelberth streamed Jaws Pro with special guest Jaws programmer Elizabeth Geiske. Did you did you get a chance to tune into that? You didn't. I fell asleep. <laughs> you know what? Fair to be fair, I did too. <laughs> I, was, I was watching in my bed and I was so tired, and my kid wasn't asking me to do homework, so I uh, I was nodding off as well. I went and watched the rest of it. That's a good one. You guys got to go back if you if you want to know how to play Jaws. That's the stream for you. They went through all of the rules, uh, and it was very helpful. For some reason, I'll give Joel some credit, Dennis. Mm. For some reason, that man does a good job explaining rules for me to understand them. Aww. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how or what what, what he does so special, but uh, I think I'm on the same level as him as play uh, playing. So now he knows more rules than I do, but at least at least I can remember the rules whenever he explains them for some reason i don't know why so there you go joe congratulations you can teach an idiot how to play jaws <laughs> dennis do you see there's new code for stern new code no i did not no one cares <laughs> well no, some do you know there's a lot of venom owners out there and uh version 0.97 came out for venom and it was a big one 
for the Pro Premium and Limited Edition models, contains new speech, and insider-connected achievements include, I think there's like 29 achievements you can get now, uh, additional achievements. So check those out. The call-outs even include like call-outs on what the next shot should be, uh, whether it's Venom or the host telling you that. Sometimes they'll even argue about which shot to make. That's clever. Yes, and it will not be confusing to anyone. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely not. And then just just for fun, they sprinkle in some call-outs from Dwight Sullivan. Oh, hey, uh, maybe, no, left ramp. Maybe not. And then he'll argue with the hosts. Something is about to leave Benton, Wisconsin. Hmm. Hmm. Spooky? Are they moving to Chicago? For they're mo- no, they're not. Oh. <laughs> Rumors are. No. They received the character sculpts they've been waiting for. So they can now start shipping uh, Looney Tunes. I didn't know that was the holdup. That was the holdup. That main, uh, I think some of the sculpts, but the main central spinning Tasmanian Devil and Leatherface. Uh, so they can start shipping Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes. The first probably, I'd guess, 10 of each title, if not Texas first. Uh, but some games are shipping Monday. Oh, okay. So, so if you're a famous rock star, look forward to getting your game soon. <laughs> I wonder if Alice Cooper's getting one of these games. <laughs> I think that I may be getting, I think I may be getting one of these games. I'll have to check in. What? If so, Joel, get ready, buddy. Playing some. He just started Jaws. Scare the shit out of those kids with a little Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre. I don't know if you can have TCM in the house. <laughs> He's already telling me, like, well, you know, there might have to be a blanket that I drape blanket. over him, but <laughs> there might need to be blankets. And he had Elvira's and... boobs all up in his house a couple yeah, weeks ago, but... so he's fine. He's okay, little Timmy. <laughs> we're gonna learn something today. Those are boobs and those are brains. Welcome to Pinball. Oh, and if we're talking about shipping games, Chicago Gaming Company is. Uh, did we talk about this last? I don't think we did. Did we talk about no, them announcing uh, that they were going to be shipping some Pulp Fiction essays? We here? talked a little bit about the production, about what the the standard model, the coin door, different. Okay, I can't keep okay. Them straight. We talked a little bit about them building them. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then they said, oh, they're going to ship by the end of next week. And I, I think I even told you all, like, nah, nope. probably yeah, the week you said after. You, didn't, you thought yeah. it'd be a little later. Uh, and I was right. Uh, they <laughs> still haven't really shipped. Oh, what a shock yeah. at CGC. Yep, so they do have some SED is what they call the ones with the Suzo Hat black coin door that can accept a dollar bill acceptor. Um, mm. Seds, so, we call them Seds. Seds dead, baby. Seds dead. So Sed games. And then, uh, a lot of people didn't know about this, they are producing some of the, the stainless classic coin door, what we call SEs. They are producing some of those and mixing them into the first batch as well. Most of these games are focused on the locations, the arcades around the country, just like a lot of manufacturers uh, have adopted that that type of process. Uh, but given that this isn't a Stern Pro, it's not like we got to fulfill the whole world with a ton of locations. There are only, I don't know what the percentage would be that put in like a Jersey Jack or Chicago Gaming, a, a non-Stern, how many just consistently put in every game that comes out or most other games. Maybe from CGC being, I would guess them being a little bit higher percentage-wise going into arcades than the other manufacturers just because of durability and price. Uh, But nonetheless, still not as many as Stern. So you'll still see some of these SEDs and SEs going uh, to collectors as well. But the company has told us, let's focus on getting them into arcades. So we are. So I think think we're getting our first batch next week. Next week or this week. 
some are coming. But again, um, percentage-wise, out of all of the SEs and LEs that Flipping Out Pinball has on order, just for a um, just for an example, not even not even ten percent of what we have on order are going to be shipped out next week or this week for us. Not even is it not even five percent? There's getting a handful. Like we're just we're not getting many. But nonetheless, you're going to be able to see them at locations around the country, uh, courtesy of Chicago Gaming Company and Flipping Out Pinball, including so the the likes of like uh, Electric Bad Arcade. Have you heard of them? Oh, they're pretty famous. Down in in fact, I think they've got a podcast. That's right. They got a podcast. Uh, Rachel Bess and, and Kale Hernandez is down there. So they've got one coming. So if you guys want to play some Pulp Fiction, make sure to head down there. As well as I think. I think uh, there's going to be one in Knoxville, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Arcade Legacy. Shout out to uh, Arcade Legacy. I believe they're going to be having one. Some of our favorite people over in uh, Nashville, Tennessee area, Game Galaxy. I believe you're going to be seeing a Pulp Fiction there. Talked about Electric Back. Oh, what about Ulick Store? Huh? Ulick Store up in Michigan, Monroe, Michigan. Go up there to play as well. Memphis is going to have one. Our buddies down at Memphis. Louisville's going to have one as well as a handful of other from flipping out pinball around the country. How many of those locations percentage wise, we talked about percentage putting in games. How many of those locations have American pinball games uh, of the ones you just named? <laughs> just maybe 25% locations. In, oh, that's pretty high. Well, of the ones you named that are getting pulp fiction, I think those are larger entities by and large that may deal. So they in just that. get the, Yeah. I mean, in terms of our area, the only American pinball game we've ever had on location was hot, hot wheels. wheels. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it was, people were, like, it wasn't the most hated game in the lineup. <laughs> it wasn't most hated? Well, like, for competitive reasons. Like, some people got really frustrated because the RPM targets were kind of OP, overpowered, mm-hmm. versus everything else. But, but um, and I think it did have some mechanical issues, but not compared to some other, like, they don't, um, they haven't routed spookies in a long time mm. because of the, the failure, right? So, I think TNA was the last one, and it broke a lot. So we don't get, whereas we do get Chicago gaming and JJP games on location regularly. Um, I don't know. Not, not very common around here, but. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear of some recent news from American pinball because we were having some hiccups uh, from distribution standpoint on, uh, on tech stuff and getting help and getting, some people were having trouble getting a hold of American pinball to help them. Some still are. Uh, but they've made attempts to beef that up in the next story we're going to discuss here. American Pinball, a lot of information in the last couple weeks, Dennis, that we've uh, rode through the waves of. That's mm. saying it nicely, right? It's been, we're in for some chop. <laughs> we're in for some chop. Uh, maybe chop that barbecue up. I hear of a barbecue game coming soon from American Pinball and mm. the late uh, Barry Orsler. Brisket multi-ball. <laughs> now, I don't like barbecue with a lot of vinegar base in it. Oh, I'm so not, you're not like a Carolina. Well, we do uh, some, like, I like vinegar sauces. Uh, They're some of my favorite, like Gates. Yeah. I'm, not, kind of I'm not opposed to a thinner sauce, but not one that is uh, filled with that vinegar. Now, I'd rather have a little heat and more mesquite. Now, are you just not a sauce fan? Like, do you prefer dry rubs and such so you don't have to have sauce on it at all? I'm, I'm a sauce guy. And I don't, okay. I don't mind it being a dry rub presented to us and us sauce ourselves as the the consumer. Because I think Texas, like when I you know, we went to Hard Eight and stuff, it, it seems stuff. like they are they're like I hated their sauces. Their sauces Ooh. were, and my understanding is they're not 
Like that's not really the Texas style. Whereas in Kansas City, sauce is a key part of the barbecue identity. Sure. So, sure. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I can understand though why you might be more of a, uh, yeah, just, don't like that acidity. Yeah, that's uh, exactly, exactly. But uh, so, so now I'm hungry for barbecue sauce. Maybe it will work. Barbecue sauce. So the last couple of weeks here, they came out. I'm trying to think of the timeline because boy, whew, it's been a mess. Okay. The reason they're so prevalent in the news right now is because, in my opinion, there was a, a report, a rumored report of American Pinball potentially, we talked about this last time, potentially um, looking to sell the company to somebody else, looking for a buyer, right? Yeah, I think I first heard about that, or actually read it on Nap Arcade, I believe. Yes, and then we found out in Nap Arcade, uh, it was from Kale Hernandez, uh, got a mm. text about it, and that was in Pinball Party, so right, that was right, right. four or five days prior to. All right, so we discussed it, um, I think we covered it well. Everybody covered it, right? So we got that. But then, coincidentally, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, which I think uh, then led to to this, but we'll talk about that more later, especially if you're in the Pinball Show membership club. But uh, they wanted to come out, uh, apparently. American Pinball wanted to come out and say, that is not true. That is not true. So they did a couple of things. Um, they launched a streaming channel hmm. so that they could show off their products as well I as- I heard about this. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't see it. I actually had someone actually over with the EGP Patreon make mention of it that made it sound like the first stream had some issues. Well, yeah. But again, I didn't go back and check. So, so they did a couple things. They launched a stream channel to communicate. And uh, Dave Fix recently went on uh, Jeff Teolis's pinball profile to discuss that this rumor is not true. Yada, yada, yada. All right. So if we talk about the stream channel, they're going to be on, I think, every week. Uh, streaming games they were like you know what what do we need to show off for the first presentation none other than hot wheels Wheels. well hey that's the one i've played the most (laughs) are you trying to sell hot wheels i don't know is it in stock no i don't think so Uh, who knows why it was hot wheels but they branded it as hey, if we're going to get a little attention for this false rumor, let's really dig in deep. We're going to launch a stream channel, and we've got big announcements coming this Wednesday. Fucking big announcements. Tune in. Mm. And everybody was like, oh, sweet. We're going to tune in. So they tuned in. They saw Nermal Vasani. He's a part part owner of American Pinball. They saw Dave Fix, executive vice president of AP. Steve Bowden, game rules creator. And we met someone else new, which is one of their announcements, was they've added two new tech members on their team. That was the big announcement, Dennis. Two new tech people. Now, uh, uh, now okay, well, <laughs> now I've heard some people talk on Pinside, so right, like, right on Pinside, that yeah. there were some issues getting a hold of tech support folks. So yeah. that may be a big deal to some of the owners. But I think, didn't they also, I, I'd read, because again, I didn't watch the stream, that they also announced that they have a new board set. Have a new board set. So, uh, congratulations to Maurice and LTG, LTG of uh, the Pinside fame. Pinside fame, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a Bill, SS Billiards up there in Minnesota, I believe. Um, they're going to be the new tech members. They've been going through techs and and different employees frequently over the last year. Or so, let's hope that Maurice and LTG get it done uh, for the community out there. But yes, Dennis, they also said Dave Fix said, "quote In it for the long haul," and to show. They're in it for the long haul. They announced proprietary boards going forward that they have spent. He made it a big deal. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're really excited about these new boards that do have backwards compatibility. That was the now other that was interesting. That was interesting. Is it, is it uh, announcement worthy? Um, 
type I, members and, and boards it, that are going to do the same thing as the last one's did? It would have, I think it would have made more sense to have announced the new board with a new game. And just kind of, uh, again, it's a little different here, I think, because the backwards compatibility means it doesn't have to be that way. That but, is good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most people, bottom line, don't really care all that much what board is driving the game as mm-hmm. long as it's it's well supported and and all of that. From a like from a content creator standpoint, I I thought this was more interesting than the tech news, and I I think part of that is because to me it was always very odd. That American Pinball, owned by Aimtron, mm-hmm. a board manufacturer, didn't start with self-produced boards. Yeah. And I've seen people online make excuses about how, you know, with the timeline on getting Houdini out there, it, it made more sense for them to use a third-party product. And that might all be true, but I still just... Like if you're spinning up a pinball company, I always thought it was to show off what they could do with their circuit boards. Like this, like... I wasn't going to say American Pinball was meant to be a loss leader, but I thought it was supposed to help advertise for Aimtron's products that would power it. And that just didn't happen that would have been until a great now. Goal. Yeah. So, so in that regard, like what, what value is American pinball to like, if you go to Aimtron's website and you look at their subsidiaries, American pinball doesn't make any sense in the context of everything else that they've got, but it does make more sense if they actually have Aimtron products in them. Mm-hmm. So, so in that regard, it actually now provides some value to Aimtron because mm-hmm. I don't believe it's making them any money. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. I was watching, it was a podcast. I was watching a stream. One of the past employees at American Pinball was in there. And he was like, yeah, their goal when he worked there, I think he was, oh, he was prior to, he was right at Hot Wheels, prior to Hot Wheels. Maybe he was a prior to Hot Wheels. But he said a thousand games a year was their goal and they never met it. I found it interesting. Now, whether or not that's true or not, it's coming from a past employee, uh, just reporting that, who knows. But but the backwards compatibility, I think, is going to be helpful for consumer competence moving forward. Perhaps. Yeah. At the very least, though, it means you don't have to worry about, or at least they don't have to worry about maintaining two different stockpiles of boards. Mm-hmm. One to keep all of the stuff that already exists running, and then one for all their work going forward. But what's that mean for, like, um, what were they using P-Rock? Yeah, they. I think they were the last uh, sizable entity. Oh, uh, well, I have to use sizable loosely since they didn't even make a thousand games a year, apparently. Um, but I mean, like P Rock at one point, or P Three Rock to be more specific to the mm-hmm. version, uh, was used at Haggis for Celts. Okay, was used by Spooky for a few games, starting with TNA, and then they did a. a you know, Spooky's like gone through more boards than anyone. I think they've had more boards than Stern. <laughs> That's right. I'm not, I'm not sure. Board that, boards over there. It sure feels. Yeah, I think they've gone with four different iterations, mm-hmm. and then AP American Pinball. Those are the only ones I'm aware of commercially that use it. Besides, of course, Multimorphic, but that's a first-party board set for them. I wonder if they use P3 Rock on anything else. I mean, homebrewers, it's a big... It used to seem... Again, this is all perception. A lot of people are going to me, fast. It used to, uh, it, that's, it's shifted now. Yeah. Back when I first started... No, and I've never focused on homebrew. It's just not an area uh, that I play in in mm-hmm. the hobby. But it used to seem like most of the homebrewers went with something out of Multimorphic. I don't know that that's the case at this point. But honestly, I don't know if anyone has the statistics on it. Mm, so. Okay. But that's what I knew it for first was homebrew. And then I, a lot of companies started turning to it because, well, you know, if Scott Denisi's developing a game and he developed it on P-Rock, why would you want to go through this whole arduous conversion process? Mm, yeah. And instead, so in that regard, they did that. But 
I think what was happening again, Spooky could obviously advise, but this is all just Dennis's opinion. The the Penheck board was what they were using up until that point, and I think there were always some struggles with pushing it to do what they want. Because again, like Spooky came out, and then you know the LCDs and everything got really big, and there were just changes had to be made for technology technology mm-hmm. reasons, and and so I think it just made a lot of sense at that time for them to go ahead and and use a third party board set but spooky struggled with it remember like had like yeah, that yeah. huge memory leak issue on alice cooper nightmare castle which i never understood i was i always chalked it up to a spooky thing because i didn't hear anyone else saying they had memory leak problems using uh multimorphics boards but they struggled for like a year it seemed trying to fix I remember that. what was it on halloween or maybe the game before it was like halloween was a different board set it was it might have been the game before or i don't remember what it was but there was one of the boards that they're like, if you update it wrong, you can break your machine. And I did that. I'm like, damn it. And I had to be sent out a new motherboard. And so, oh, what a pain. Board pains. Yeah, I'm trying to, I think Halloween was where they they did a jump. I can't. I don't, I don't know. Does IPDB say it? I'm, I'm loading Maybe up, I'm loading up the, I, I'm loading up the IPDB right now to see what um what they're saying that they oh, were can, all using. I can hear the fan. <laughs> no, yes, yes. So Because I thought Rick and Morty was the last of the P3 rock boards and that's unfortunately that's the last one that i iptb i love you so much but why are you never updated halloween's not in there we'll talk about that here soon iptb being used as a reference and speaking of p3 rock and multimorphic a lot of updates that we'll be talking about later in the episode here uh, regarding that company some exciting stuff but back to american pinball dennis there is a story brewing under all of this behind the curtains for those who like to see sausage being made right yeah well yeah and that's true and we're gonna we're gonna focus this special coverage to our patreon club members all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show to hear a segment that is so out of this world that it we can't even make it up and we're just going to title this bonus content simply is Dave Fix an American pinball trying to sue me? <laughs> Dennis, hmm? is, is, is Dave Fix trying to sue me? Hmm? What? Hmm? Wow. As we look at the timeline, I can't wait to show you club members the timeline to what goes on behind the scenes uh, and just how these things work out. How is Dave Fix an American Pinball trying to sue me? And then all of a sudden, within the same day, we got this announcement of a new stream and we got all of this other stuff going on. This is wonderful. Are they trying to sue me? I'll tell you exactly why. Based on information direct from Dave Fix, I think they're trying to sue me. But you can only hear that if you go to patreon.com slash the pinball show. And remember, you get access to our Discord. We'll have to, uh, these individuals, I, I teased them this, what, last week in our Discord? Yes, you did. Now they get to hear the meat and potatoes of the story. So go subscribe today. At the $10 level, get you access to all of the bonus content, access to the private Discord, as well as some other cool stuff. $25 Nordman level, get you the respect of the Nordman, number one. I mean, that's big enough. Get you some swag. Uh, you can choose a topic uh, in an upcoming episode. You also get to do our monthly happy hour hangout 
that's always a blast. Or you can go to the $100 Screaming Goat Club membership, get your own nickname, get private uh, discussions with Dennis and I on the drippiest juice in the industry, as well as a paywall polo coming onto the show, etc. Go sign up now, patreon.com slash the pinball show. You're going to want to hear this one. So we've got that. I almost want to jump into that, but we got to keep talking about American Pinball. Dave Fix also, so they did that stream to get out there right. uh, ahead of things saying, hey, that rumor's false. They also wanted to sh- note, note that uh, they're moving forward. They got big plans. So Dave Fix went on uh, Pinball Profile with Jeff Tiolis. Uh, did you listen to this? Absolutely not. I didn't figure so. Okay, so I listened to it, and Dave Fix wanted to set the record straight. The rumor that American Pinball is looking for a buyer is false. You heard it here on the Pinball Show. <laughs> well, you heard it there on And then you ride. heard it here. To emphasize, oh, okay. remember, is Dave Fix trying to sue me? So it, the rumor is false, but eh, they may have been looking for investors at one point. <laughs> <sighs> what, what is, what do investors do, Zach? <laughs> they give you investor. money. I, they, <laughs> they buy, buy things. Part of the <laughs> they business. buy businesses. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm back. Woo. Okay, so, all right, maybe that didn't mean, you know, they were just looking for some friends that wanted to join in. That's all. So the rumor is false. Let's just, that's, that is false. They're not looking for investors. Also in this interview, Dave Fix still really pushing the, is, is, is idea of non-licensed games. And, okay, you know, this, this is why I didn't listen <laughs> that's right. because I can't, I can't, I heard I can't, the last EGP. <laughs> I, I can't, I cannot. I've heard so many of these interviews and he has, I mean, kudos to him for staying the course. He's double, triple, quintuple, yeah, yeah. uh, sextuple down. I think I skipped one of my upples in that list. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm just like, no one else does this. Even the idiot, but go on, go on. All right. T- so, tell the people, tell the people. So, Instead of being, I thought at some point they'd just be like, look, they're too expensive. They, that's but not the type of money. everyone else does it. Yeah, but, they, I, but still, if everyone. they made the argument, we don't want to spend money on that. We Spooky's would rather done it spend since our, game two. I, look, game two, a 300 run game. A new company, Barrels of Fun, came in and got a Jim Henson the barrels. IP. And it's doing very and well. Open in the barrels. You know what's in them? Fun and licenses. <laughs> so, Fun and licenses. That's what's in those barrels. Dave Fix, he had to dig down the toes of his cowboy boots and said, Look, I'm digging in here. Uh, have you looked at IMDb? Let, he said, Jeff Tills, let's go to the IMDb rankings. It doesn't even the, have Halloween on it. The so they top need to update 10 it. IMDb. There's three of oh, them on here oh, that, are, that, oh, are, that are not licensed. So uh, there's your pudding and there's the proof. So uh, he claims so much yeah, pudding proof. Yeah, medieval madness and, and monster bash and an I used to I used to <laughs> I used to uh, reference this list as well because it's so horrifically outdated. Back in the nineties. Yeah, well, you look at it compared to well, all right. Let's let's run with that a little. This is this is. Uh, oh, I wish you hadn't brought this up. All right, mm-hmm. let's run with this for a little bit. Let's look at that top ten. Here's the top ten list currently. I've got I've got because I was trying to find Halloween. That's so right. I've got IPDB loaded up. Here are your top ten according to them in order: 
Twilight Zone, number one. Number two, Theater of Magic. Theater number Man. three, Star Trek TNG. Mm-hmm. Number four, Medieval Madness. Number five, Scared Stiff. Number six, Indiana Jones, the good one. Number seven, Adam's Family. Number eight, Monster Bash. Number nine, Whitewater. Number 10, Tales of the Arabian Nights. There's not a single game in that list newer than 1998. No, there is not. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I hate. Numbers don't lie, and neither do I when it comes to talking about IPTV. <laughs> at that now, point, down at number 26, You've got X-Men by Stern, which is still shown before any LCD Stern game. I'm I'm going to keep scrolling. Where's the first LCD Here's my point. No one updates it. And here's your counter counter reference, as flawed as it is as well. Here is the current top 10 solid state on Pennside. Number one, Godzilla. Number two, Stern's Jurassic Park. Number three, Medieval Madness. Number four, Attack from Mars. Number five, Deadpool. Number six, Iron Maiden. The good one, because there's a Stern Electronics one. Number seven, Elvira's House of Horrors. Number eight, Foo Fighters. Number nine, Lord of the Rings. Number 10, Monster Bash. So there are three games that are shared. Sure. And then there's the modern stuff. I found on IPDB.org. The first Stern LCD game that shows up in the top 100 is at 91. It's Aerosmith. (laughs) (laughs) So, so uh, this is not a reliable I, list. No, this is, no, this I is don't even. I, it's either people don't vote in it anymore, which is probably true. Because honestly, who? Because there's no discussion that happens. That I, IPDB is a reference resource. It is not a games. place where people go and chit chat about games. And second, I don't even know what the methodology is on how any of that goes into play. I'm sure there is one, obviously, that does it. But it is a in my opinion, let me just, no, I, you know, just so it's real clear. It's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but that is a terrible argument. Uh, I've, I just reviewed the rest of them, listener. I went through all 300 that they have listed, and the only LCD Stern that was listed was Aerosmith. Thus, I don't believe Which was either the since, first or the, the first, second, yeah, depending, LCD, because, yeah. you know, Batman 66 with the delays and issues, like a lot of people, the first one they played was Aerosmith. Yeah, so trying to make an argument using using outdated okay. information is is about as mm. piss poor as it comes but bad. but it could it like if you didn't know Pennside existed if you were brendan fraser and encino manning out of your icicle <laughs> we saw and uh. you went and you were and you were to look at ipdb i could maybe understand where someone would look at this and go oh okay well I mean, yeah, Twilight Zone's the number one game, and Star Trek's number three, and Indiana Jones is number six, and Adam's Family's number seven, Monster Bash is number eight. Hey, no but, Sterns but, in here, Roadshow. Hey, other than that, they're original themes. Roadshow, hail supreme here. Oh, God. <laughs> These IPDP people got it down. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's what Dave Fix is actually looking at. <laughs> but but here's the thing. He's running a Here, company based on here's, this. Here's my problem, though. When you still look at this, there's a lot of licensed themes in this top 10 on IPDB. So I still don't yes, think it's a good including argument. Including number all. one. Yeah. Uh, he also went on in that interview to express, look, uh, here's how licensing works, plebes. He said, IP requires a lot of money. It requires a lot of money up front. Let's take, they use the example of like a million dollars, like a Beatle license or something. He said, you'd have to give up front $750,000 out of a $1 million license, 750 out of, out of, out of pocket up front. 
to sign on to them. Then you've got about 18, 36 months, whatever the agreement is, to bring this product to the marketplace. Then once you do bring it to the marketplace, there's another fee that you have to pay. And then on top of that, you have royalties for each machine that is sold. It's what he claims that people in the industry call, quote, dead money, end quote. You're talking about um, IPs in general. They're dead money. Um, a weird term, a weird term, um, just because it implies negativity and a lot of people are just are having great successful pinball companies with this quote dead money. Well, so I, he's saying. I mean, that might expensive. be the right term. I don't know. You know, I don't know anything. About I've not heard stuff. it, but I'm it just could a, be. I'm not I'm licensing, a, so I don't know. I'm just a dummy. I'm just a dummy with a microphone. But I, you know, as you kind of touched on with that, so this money's dead money. But for some reason, Stern kills their money. Yeah, it makes a lot of money. JJP kills their money. You know, those uh, old games that are looked at in that IPDB list that like Haggis and Chicago Gaming do, those are licensed deals. That's dead money. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So they murdered some money. I'm, I'm, I'm how the money dies. I'm I'm upgrading as we go along. Uh, Homepin even has licenses. That's manslaughtered oh, money. Wow. They manslaughtered some money wow. right there. Every investment is then dead money. Well, I, bet, I think this is all specific to licenses from how you've I'm described just saying, it. So just my, my point is what successful pinball company in this modern era can we name that doesn't do licenses? That l- use live money. Yeah, that has live money. <laughs> and then he said, look, guys, quote, we're a small company. He went on to say, quote, we only have two programmers. Yeah, uh, And what I wanted to bring up, Dennis and listener, is... I've heard this from David Fix before. Yeah, we're a small company. That's why I didn't listen to the interview. Yeah. We've only got two pro. At this point, like that worked for a while. Oh, the underdog kind of thing. But for me at this point, this rhetoric, it's starting to be like an anti-selling point, uh, in mm. my opinion. Wait, like, how so? Because it's like, we're so small. We, on- we don't have any programmers to give you code. We don't have any text to help. Uh, like, cut us some. No, oh, I see. we're not okay. cutting some slack. Like, it sounds like you guys just, aren't as good as everybody else. It sounds like you, you don't have, you don't have the resources to make the games that you're charging the same amount for people who do have 10 times the resources. So I think that helped whenever you are small and you're growing all uh, like a spooky pinball. Let's get behind them. Let's, let's give them support so that in five years they will have the resources. Well, damn it. It's seven plus years and they're still riding this. We're a small company. We only have two pro. Maybe there's a reason for that. And maybe if I'm buying a game, eh, maybe I want one that came from a team of programmers rather than a couple. I, at this point, I, I don't think he should be pitching that as a selling point. He's, mm. oh, he's okay. showcasing I see. I see it being it's, a questionable part of the business, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, in, it's interesting. Uh, I don't. I, I don't actually fault the like using the we are a small company angle I, I, because I still feel spooky tries to do this. Like they're like, oh, we're still, we're just a boutique. They're not you know, we're leaning just on it as much anymore. Well, no, because the difference is where I do think you are correct is Spooky has shown a growth trajectory, and we don't feel like we see that out of American Pinball. Sure, part of that is Spooky is more transparent with their numbers. So we saw them go from America's Most Haunted to Rob Zombie to ACNC. You know, and while not every run has been larger than the prior run, we have seen overall, like if you were to plot all of those on a time graph and then you were to polynomial it you Mm. would see that overall they have shown a positive growth the company's gotten bigger they may still want to identify as small in the grand scheme of pinball manufacturers but 
we've seen them actually make progress, bringing on more people, getting more space, all that sort of stuff. And the same feeling doesn't, it feels more like to me, and again, merely my opinion, that American pinball has tread water for a, a long period of time. And I know for some people, it feels like American pinball treaded water for three games and then got worse mm. after Hot Wheels. So those are the perceptions that I think that they're running into. And that's where I think, you know, pointing out, I think it's okay to say if you only have a couple programmers and stuff uh, in in a vacuum. Uh, it's just, it's not like how much sympathy do you, if you're brand new, you get a lot of sympathy for being this upstart trying to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But mm -hmm. after you've been at it for a few years and you're still struggling, it's that doesn't do anything. It, no, it's not helping. It, yeah, it, that's that's the issue. I don't think it's the size. Even if they wanted to stay as a like lean, mean, small company, I think that actually Nothing could be a pretty powerful selling point. But the problem remains. I mean, Homepin has zero programmers. <laughs> I mean, I'm just assuming given the state of their code, but but they still have licenses somehow. <laughs> I just I just I don't get it. I will take the time to remind you, listener, because I have to do this every time that I talk positively about a product is I do sell for American Pinball. I, as in uh, my company, Flipping Out Pinball, does sell. This isn't a Flipping Out not. Pinball uh, podcast, per se. Uh, this is the Pinball Show. But I do speak. Uh, I am a representative of the of the product. So I have a vested interest. I want them to sell products. I want them to have good products to sell. Does any of this really help me speaking the truth about this? Probably not. Probably not. If you want to hear more about that, go to our Patreon uh, title is day fix and American pinball trying to sue me. So just remember that whenever you uh, throw out those shill monikers every fucking week. All right. So, oh man, a lot of good discussion in the Patreon. Go to that. Uh, TPF is advertising. I saw this on Nap Arcade, uh, teasing that maybe there's going to be a new American pinball game revealed at TPF Texas in March here. So maybe cool. we see the next game. I hope it's licensed. I don't think it is. Well, maybe it'll be fun. I did go back and watch the second stream last week that they do this weekly stream in American pinball. They introduced Ray from Interium location, as well as a new member that they're going to be working in sales, Ron. Ron, Ron Hallett Jr.? And I don't think Ron Hallett Jr. They can't no. afford Ron Hallett Jr., He's a pin god. Uh, he's, uh, let's see, Ron, not Ron Halogen, is coming from Polycade and some other vending companies. So they have uh, more in the Salesforce team. We're talking earlier about these big announcements, the AP, you know, is jumping in front of. We got big announcements, board system. We got big announcements with adding tech people. Now in the second week, we got big announcements. We got another salesperson. Here's what strikes me as odd. As an authorized dealer for American Pinball, I found these things out listening to podcasts or streams. We, we've not been given any correspondence business-wise, um, but uh, email, call. The, there's been no correspondence to any of this information. You would think the relevant people, uh, you know, dealers, your dealer network should know about this stuff. Now, this, though, isn't something that's been exclusive to American nope. pinball about this is because uh, I, I think I've heard a number of other companies. Absolutely. Uh, there have been complaints about that. Find it interesting. For some reason, just feel like they just need to announce it on some content creator sites and that everyone consumes that stuff. Uh, you just usually look at the source and see what benefit is the source has maybe selfishly uh, for getting that information out there. It's not, I mean, when you're 
when you're sending this info out to your business partners and distribution network, like there's nothing sexy about that. We're informed. We can better inform yeah, but you the could consumers. Do both. Like a company could do both. <gasps> it's a big bunch, does it? Oh, damn, it I'm doesn't just saying. Chris Franchi did message me and said that the lunchbox for the signature edition was actually different artwork than the mm. one sold separately, which was well, that's nicer, a good thing to know. Said. Okay, because I saw a lot of people online really complaining about that. So okay, but he that's had no explanation for the additional thermi. Well, does the thermos have different art? Yeah, uh, he didn't talk about that. He stayed thermos. clear. It's that. a different thermos if it's got different art. Mm. I, at least I think so. Yeah. One had I to think deal that, with. Thermos. I think that counts. One had to deal without. That's what it is. Let's talk about Jersey Jack Pinball. Do we have to? We should. Look, last episode, we put it behind the paywall. This new I know, that's why I'm tired. Board. I'm tired I just of to giving them people. so much attention. Just quickly, you got to go listen to the exclusive content on Patreon as a club member to hear this. But, um, but very quickly, we talked about the driver board. And we received then and since then... Everything positive review-wise from the community about this new driver board. So if you have an older uh, Jersey Jack game, people are raving about this thing. So it, it's kind of pricey to get another board and have to redo it if it's not really broken. But uh, it plays a hell of a lot better. So you may want to on your Hobbits of the World, Pirates of the World, Wonkas, Dialed Ins, etc. I have seen a number of people uh, since we did that Patreon episode report that it has really made a difference for yeah, them. Yeah, they are really liking it. I guess I need to buy one for my Wonka. All right. And then we also covered things I like, things I don't about Elton John, a game that has been trending very significantly over the last couple of weeks. Um, and also go check out the Straight Down the Middle Flipping Out Pinball. I did a, you probably didn't watch it, but I did a video. Listener, you probably watched it. Thank you. And if not, go watch it now. A video of both vertical orientation video and a regular horizontal 16.9 orientation of Elton John gameplay, a gameplay guide, uh, and some some real short-form media throughout the week. So that was a lot of fun, too. I saw it in the YouTube recommendations, but I saw both thumbnails, and I couldn't tell which one was which, so I didn't play either. <gasps> one of them was oriented vertically just to give I, you... One of them had a hand holding tell. a phone, Dennis. I couldn't... <laughs> so it was a phone for ants. It was so small in the thumbnail, ants. I couldn't tell. But yeah, things I like, things I don't, things I love. You have to go listen to the details, but things I love included the shot layout, the moments. Oh, man, the moments. Uh, the shot layouts. Eating crow on some of the shot layouts. I discussed that, as well as the code. Uh, maybe multi-balls make sense in this game. Go listen to that because Elton John is fantastic. It is a fantastic game and one that will be in my collection undoubtedly until I beat it. I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. It can be beaten, and I like that. I like when someone gives you a tickle knowing you're close, right? <laughs> it's not like it's Everest or anything. All right, multimorphic, a lot of updates. Now, I think we found this information. Uh, they might have emailed it to people or on Pinside, but Multimorphic has come out, Dennis, with a ton of updates, including production updates. It says um, reaching capacity of 10 machines per week late last year. We've expanded into an additional 5,000 square foot uh, building, I guess. New space is going to help further increase machine and production playfield capacity. Uh, it'll pay immediate dividends, continue working through their build queue for final resistance play fields. They're filling batch six orders right now. 
They look forward to releasing their next major title. Yeah, they did a lot on the in the announcement on the product quality, which they talked about late last year. Remember, there was supposed to be another game to have come out from them, a first party title. Yeah, yeah, and then they had that open letter, and then yeah. people and were they like, did an Holy. announcement saying they were gonna they're gonna pause that and, because they were stuff. addressing some Q, QC uh, concerns that were raised, uh, really a lot in this uh, open letter to multimorphic thread on Pinside. Mm-hmm. And boy, they did like the ATX power supply that they were using. Uh, is being upgraded to a highly rated gold certified ATX supply. All P3 owners will receive the updated supply for free. That's wow, that's a lot. That's a lot, depending on how many P3s they've sold. That's a I'm big, gonna assume it's a decent number. Yeah. Welded flipper and slingshot pivot bracket pivot brackets had inconsistent quality. So they are gonna get free replacements for free the, replacements. For lower playfield flippers and the slings. Jerry's becoming Oprah over here. You get a replacement, you get a replacement. Some of the small bobbin coils, Dennis. Yeah. No. Don't nobody puts premature small failures, bobbin so. coils in the corner. Now it looks like those are going to be warranty swaps. So they're not just going to send people coils. Oh well that's still nice. Yeah. The first I mean, version of their why would you give people coils if they don't need them? They're into stroke switches for the first version. Small circuit boards can fail occasionally due to f- uh, functional tolerances with movements, yada, yada, yada. Too long fell asleep. So, new end of stroke boards for everyone, free. Free! Yep. Some of their high-stress 3D printed parts are being replaced. That was the big thing. Everybody was like, oh, these are like... I think that was the part that surprised a lot of people in the thread. I remember people sharing the photos and you know, many people like me who have never owned it. or mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen photos underneath, but I've never looked that closely to be able to know what was the i always just assume the parts were metal so anyway a lot of people got i remember there's just it was almost that thread like broke into five tangents at points and one of them were people talking about the different types of 3d printing and how this a lot of people sort of accused a lot of these parts of being what i would describe as hobbyist printed Mm -hmm. like using the 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 cheap printers that lots of people buy for their home to play around with yeah like 2015 3d printers yeah uh, some of these high-stress 3D printed parts, they're being replaced by aluminum or injected molded parts. That's mm. huge. Um, let's see. Uh, all P3 owners will receive a number of these updated parts for free, including the new aluminum flipper bats uh, for the side oh, target assemblies. Okay, cool. And then most of the, the remaining 3D printed design files will be available to download uh, so that you can print your own parts. Mm. No, yeah, if you uh, want replacements. Okay, let's see. Updated assembly guidelines and QC processes. Um, thread missing thread lockers. Right. So that's, that's going to be for their for their production line. Okay, switching yeah. to palletized freight shipping for heavier playfield modules. I thought how, they were doing. How were that. they shipped? I don't. Do you know. recall? I don't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't that know was, that it was different. I I got the boot before uh, before heist was even out. I mean, I remember uh, some people I know who were who were our owners who talked about like sustaining some damage in the shipping, and that was the shipper's fault. But mm-hmm. uh, they never mentioned that. That at least I don't remember them mentioning to me that it, that it wasn't like on a pallet. Those are, yeah, those are hefty. I would well, I mean, they ship plenty of stuff non pallet. I guess maybe it's just do. it's just in terms of the modules. Yeah. Okay. So there. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else of note here? Uh, no, I think it's it just some, just, uh, some of it's the standard sort of plug stuff and some of it's just sort of talking about the, you know, the, it wasn't, 
I, I don't know how to characterize it. Okay. A, a little defensive, maybe. You know, talking about the ticket submission rate and how it was oh, okay. it was the same level as with other pinball manufacturers. I don't know. Where do we go to find the ticket submission rates for all these manufacturers? I, I think it would be interesting to do a study on that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know. So it looks like Multimorphic is still still kicking. Do you think they'll have a new game at TPF? I don't care. I think they would try to because sure. it's their okay. it's their big close show. We were able to play Final Resistance last TPF. That was the first time. Yes, and was that the only? Yeah, time but I've they couldn't produce play? it right away, so they they basically did a soft relaunch. Do you remember? Like I did an interview on Loser Kids, oh, yeah, and they did yeah, a few yeah. other things to kind of, which I thought was 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 the right decision, given that they didn't get the game out, the module out right away. Uh, to try and do a relaunch. Now, of course, I I don't think you can really bring hype back. We've had a lot of conversations about that. Like once the announcement happens, yeah. it just starts to bleed out. But at least they actually did try Can't to put do hype something. Back in the box. Yeah, but they tried to do something to at least remind people about the game and and get mm-hmm. them back into considering getting it. Whereas, I'm not sure everyone did that. Yeah. Well, like we'll see what happens with Pulp Fiction. Did they sell enough initially and people stay in or Pulp Fiction is still it... training? Okay. Well, that's still training. <sighs> okay. There were some winners and losers on that big uh, launch of titles last year around March and the market shows what's still up and what's not. Well, I think we'll see a lot less of a bloodbath this time just because we're not going to have all like every company under the sun dropping a new game in March. Well, speaking of bloodbath, the 2023 Twippies oh, was no. held this <laughs> So I I'm uh, guessing that title this fight decision, match between Scott yeah. and Josh of Loser Kid Pinball. I, I think this this must have been to me last minute to decide to do a ceremony because yeah, I, didn't I didn't think get they any, were doing one. I didn't get much advance notice. I would have been more than happy, just like I did with Pinball Degenerates, to have plugged it on EGP. But we didn't know when we recorded last weekend, and that was that was uh, seven days ago from when we're recording now. So it seemed pretty. Uh, spur yeah. of the moment but they did have you know guest presenters and stuff so it was also organized yeah they so d- i don't know i think that because loser kids um josh roop and scott larson have so much respect in the industry they were able to get some acceptance speech turnarounds fairly quickly um mm. so oh, i think that, that i think that probably helped but th- and they said it was going to be a you know they were just going to present it um, almost like a, a regular episode that they have a loser kid pinball podcast, but instead of just reading it in, in an article, they were going to just read them out loud uh, for people. And they just so happened to do video podcasts now for loser kids. So just, I think that's all oh, okay. it was. Well, I mean, they had like accepted speeches and they stuff did. too. So there was some, they, they there was some work yeah. behind it. it, it consumption, uh, consumption probably reflected that of, low participation in general with the Twippies this year. So, uh, you know, it, it was what it was for a lot of people. The Twippies are, that could be dead. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know there are some people that are, and it's not surprising given that we're talking a few months from when everything just kind of seismically changed. Uh, so there are some people I saw like comment on the, one of the loser kids, social media posts saying, you know, they, they, they appreciated that they were, you know, doing it, but that they weren't going to consume it. That they were, they were still angry, either angry that it blew up, or angry about the category changes, or angry that oh yeah, the media stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, almost like almost all of it was all about the media, though. Some are at least it, that's the origin point for a lot of it. Some of it was just the frustration that it wasn't a live ceremony, and mm-hmm. and you know, 
I mean, <clears throat> there was no real way to win that. It was going to, but there's no reason why the Twippies can't rebuild it over time. Yeah, they could. Uh, I think people forget how, I'm not going to say forgiving. I don't think that's the right word. Fickle? But but uh, folks folks in this hobby, I think it's true in a lot of places, uh, seem to have fairly short memories. Yeah, and the, the Well, because most of them aren't. Bluntly, most people who would consume the Twippies aren't up for a Twippy mm -hmm. for anything. So it doesn't really impact them in any meaningful way. If you feed people way. what they want, they don't care what's inside. Sure. There it is. Yeah, they're, they're right. there that's, is. that is a much more succinct way to saying it than me. So yeah, it was I. You know what? I didn't watch last year's Twippies, and I, I didn't plan on watching this year's Twippies. I, I caught a little bit of it thing. after it was aired. I caught but, a little bit. Uh, the Loser Kids. I love those guys. So I was like, yeah, I'll tune in and see what uh, see what's see how my baby's growing up here. Um, and I I was appreciative to the Loser Kids. They opened up, uh, said some kind words uh, about myself and the creation of the Twippies and stuff. So thank you. To, to them for that love you guys appreciate that and it was good seeing all the games uh, basically it was just a stern fest foo fighters just won everything and so that was cool to watch i guess uh and then the media thing the the controversial like chris coolers with canadian's podcast kind of fucking everything up so then they took it away and it pissed everybody off and then they brought it back as like a just a one media thing and but if you've won before you can't win again I, was the pinball show even eligible I didn't, I didn't oh, I know. I don't know. Because I, I once was straight down the middle. So I think they I think somebody said that that wasn't eligible. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Dennis. That sucks for you. That you're it's not. So I don't. So I, I don't know if it was it. or not. Don't, don't, don't. But, and Twippy people don't worry about it either. Right, it's, we're not, fine. it's not a big deal. But um, so the media thing, Kerry Hardy won, uh, which uh, deservedly so. He's been working hard in, in media creation for many years now. Uh, and he was kind enough to say some nice words about uh, straight down the middle helping him out uh, get to where he's at. So thank you, Kerry Hardy, for that. So all in all, I think it was a, you know, I think the purpose was served of what they were trying to do there. It still wasn't like, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It just still sucked. It still sucked, but like it was, you know, eh, at least uh, the, they had people that were appreciative of like the awards and said thank you. So that was mm. <laughs> more, more than no, I can I'm, say about I'm some like, of the stuff I'm like some done, other efforts <clears throat> I saw I can't I mean there's still people bitching among you still have Chris Coolers that was crying about it not being a big presentation coming from somebody who put together a fucking Facebook poll system that sucked ass like probably the last person that should even open their fucking mouth to be honest but you know uh, you're going to have people that bitch and moan and cry about anything and he was one of them. So there's still people pitching and moaning. But in the words of a famous person that, that uh, I don't know who said at this point, but one of my favorite quotes, you do you, boo-boo, regarding the Twippies. Uh, do what you want with it. Still thought they should have all yelled at that shit and taken it out back. <laughs> you know who yeah. will never be taken out back? Bumblebee? Bumblebee! Yes, the Screaming Goat Club members. <laughs> Such as Bobcat. You can attack wives all you want. I will never take you out back and 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 get rid of you. Oh shoot that fucker! You're you're worth a lot here, Rodney. And Bumblebee himself, Steve. Bumblebee! Yes. How would we look, we can't take him out back? We'd get none of the wonderful audio eargasms that we get in the biggest motion picture films in the world. We can't do that. 
What do do you when you when there are bees around? Do you kill bees, Dennis? No, no, you're not a bee killer. No, they're generally uh, quite passive. Oh, I don't think I. Passive. I don't know if I've ever been stung by a bee. Now, I, wasps. Whoa. Yes, you're. Uh, you're wasps, oh, absolutely. so wasp you will kill. Uh, they're. They serve no purpose. Oh, you are a stingist, my friend. They may very well serve a purpose. You well, are I was, a stingist. As a, as a child, I was I was stung multiple times by. I don't know. All right, this is not an interesting story, but I'll tell it anyway. <laughs> oh, gee, so thanks. I was a kid. So when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. I was in Arkansas, and <laughs> Arkansas. Hornets. Yeah, I was I was down visiting my grandparents in Arkansas, and a yellow jacket oh. got into my shirt. Mm. And at yep. first I thought it was like a little plastic, like the, you know, the little tags for the price tags and stuff. I sure. thought it was like, I was feeling something poking me and I thought yeah. was it was this tag or something. Feet. And, and I, it started to get worse. And oh. then I, I looked under and I pulled my collar back and I looked down and I saw this, what looked to me like a bee in the shirt. <gasps> and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like lifting and shaking the shirt and I'm just getting stung more and more. I, oh. I stripped the shirt off. Yeah. And ran back to the house and my grandma had to put all these uh, sting ointment stuff yeah. all over my chest from where it got me a lot. You swelled up? So, uh, well, I mean, Puff it was I, not not like my face and stuff, but it was oh. just anyway. So, yeah, I. I so you're stingist. You'll sting uh, certain. Well, I mean, you'll, I suppose you'll kill certain sting you want, things. Okay. It was. Yeah. Well, I've even gone out like. You know, I'll walk the trail system like in the summer around here. And I have had instances where I had a wasp land on my ear and then I, you know, I didn't know what was, I just felt something on my ear. And so I shoot it and it it bit me, bit my ear. My (laughs) ear was bleeding. My ear was bleeding. Wow. It got in there And I'm just like, so you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done with wasps. I don't, I don't. uh, I'm willing to do full on waspicide. I'm almost (laughs) at the point where I'd bring back, I'd bring back DDT. I'm almost to that level. I'm sorry about the eggshells being too thin for the baby don't, birds. Don't spray it around your garden. You'll be fine. Uh, what am I thinking of? Mantoba? No, what is that? The seed company. Mantoba? Monsanto. Monsanto. Oh, Monsanto, you're at. I got to watch what I say here. <laughs> Get Monsanto people after us. I, I don't discriminate. Anything fucking with me, I will kill. I don't, but, I, but I don't care. Honeybees, don't uh, care. bumblebees, they, I leave them alone. They got to be smart enough not to mess with me. In I fact, get, when I have uh, bare spots in the yard, I don't plant, plant grass. I plant clover and then the bees can have it. Oh, jeez, Fucking hippie. Man, you got to let the honey be free. I'm good with them and I'll give them a benefit of a doubt. But them stupid ass bumblebees that just keep on like chasing. No, no. I will no, stay in my are, ground. Those are probably some form of a wasp yeah. that's after you. I will stay in my ground. Regular bees are very docile. And if they were to sting you, the, you know, they usually only get one sting and they die. I'm still trying to teach my child how to spell bee. It's B-E-E. I don't know. It sounds like. <sighs> All right. Like well, now, when, when I was a whippersnapper, that's what I, I still, obviously, I still remember this. We would have, I'd have to take the spelling test home. Mm-hmm. No, the spelling, whatever, from school. And my mom would always take the list and then we would have to spell every, she'd read the list and we'd have to spell everything and anything we didn't spell right. I don't remember. We had to write it 10 times or 20 times. That's what I do. We had to write it and we got tested again until we were perfect. Am I an ass? That's what I do to my child. Yep. Yeah. And my wife is like, they're not learning. I'm like, I'm going to learn them something. Yeah. It's rote rote memorization, but that's what what it takes for spelling. Especially sight words. I mean, you can't sound them out. You've got to visually Mm -hmm. see what (sighs) 
Okay. Where was I going with that? She'll appreciate it when they win the national spelling bee. Second grade spelling bee. I won with the word club, I believe. I believe it was club. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, could you use it in a sentence? That's right. And then they go, I pity the fool, said Clubber Lang. <laughs> They're like, it's club. There's no other. Se- Come on. Thank you again, Panther. P-A-N-T-H-E-R. Thank you, Panther. Rob, for supporting us as a Screaming Goat Club member. Thank you so much. I wouldn't dare try to take a Panther out back and fuck me up. Kineticist Colin. Should we call him the, the Twip Assist, too? He owns the Twip now. I think, I think he might want some distance from the Twippies for a year at this point. <laughs> He's like, I already exported everything over. Leave me alone. Yeah, oh, gosh. That, the website stuff's got to be traumatic. Uh-huh. I would, I, so I read the summaries he sent out about all the work, and I was like, I, mm-hmm. I would never have been worth it to me, which is why I don't do anything but pick up a microphone, which is the easiest thing you could possibly do in this hobby. You're a webmaster, Colin. The Falcon. Cock-a-de-ca. Thank you, Frank, for the ongoing support. You'd fly away if I tried to take you out back. Shaker motor. Thank you, Dave. I just seen Dave. You know what? Just got mm. to see Dave last week. Really? How about that? Wow. Absolutely. So thank you again. I thanked you in person. I thank you again over the airwaves here. Thank you, Fox. I didn't get to see you, Fox. Maybe I'll get to see him at TPF if I go. Fox, you going sh- to TPF? I'm not sure you're going to go. I don't know if I am or not. I haven't decided. I don't, falls on my child's birthday. I've got a... Spring break after the week after that. I don't know. I don't know. If I did go, I'd see Mr. Mr. Uh, Bell, the the pinball show's Bell, Charlie. Charlie, you're going to be there as well as maybe. Thank you, Charlie. But maybe uh, the dude. Do you think the dude goes there? The dude. Oh, I don't believe wow. the dude I, did go last year. I don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. But you know what, mate? I, I have no idea. Mm. We should, if he's on the Patreon happy hour, mm-hmm. we should ask. And also, let's not forget, let's not forget, dude, that keeping wildlife, um, an amphibious rodent for, um, you know, domestic within the city, that ain't legal either. What are you, a fucking park ranger now? No, I'm just trying Who to offer. a shit about the fucking marmot? The dude abides. I couldn't take the dude out back. I might take the dude out back, but it might be for a doobage. <laughs> Not gonna be, uh, we'll be killing something back there. <laughs> oh man, did you ever watch the Cheech and Chong movies as a kid? I've seen one or two of them, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know more than a couple, but yeah, I've seen some of them. Yeah, singing all those songs. Oh, I love that. I'm not really into stoner films, but I'm not either, generally. But, but uh, you know, they were they were on and I'd heard about them. I, so I watched them when I smoked I weed in the past. So yeah, yeah. All right, a reminder, all of you that have subscribed to our membership at the Nordman or the Screaming Goat Club level. We've got a happy hour hangout coming up February 21st, 8 p.m. Central. Be there. Let's do it. If I don't forget to post the post Remind the him if you don't see it, like by the, at least by the day before. The date is set. It is on the calendar. I've given him the link. And this wouldn't be a show called The Pinball Show if we didn't have the one that only the Pinball Market Trends. Let's go! There's a I like your style, dude. We ain't got time, baby. Turning up this week is those games that are starting to ship, but they've yet to be fulfilled of all the orders. That is, that well, that's Jaws Pro. Turning up is Jaws Pro. Turning up is Looney Tunes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Labyrinth, Pulp Fiction, Essies. Dennis, you know why these are turning up? 
You always trend up the stuff you're selling. Well, well, no, not. <clears throat> now, numbers don't lie. I'm just here to report the facts, whether it's uh, in the positive light for American Pinball or not. But I'm reporting because it just uh, numbers don't lie. At this point, when these ship, they will be worth as much as they are going to be, I think, uh, in, in a while. Uh, because people are still wanting them. They still have them on order. How do I jump the line? So like right now, if I were to find a Joel's Pro to sell, somebody would very, very likely uh, give me over MSRP new in box for a used one because people want them that bad. They'll pay that premium if they need to. And, and that's why objectively trending up this week are those games that people are not going to get their hands on for quite some time even if they have an order let's say you have a looney tunes on order there's a good chance you're still not going to see it for months if you have a labyrinth on order sure we got we've got a lot coming at the end of february but there are still some people that are going to be waiting into the summer or the fall to get theirs don't get me started on pulp fiction you know how many emails or as well i see a caesar shipping now when's my elite coming to I got so yeah, maybe like three emails. I got so many damn emails about Stranger Things UV Kit. I had to post on Facebook. Look, everybody, they're coming. I know they're announcing they're coming, but to be real with you, not all of them are coming yet. It takes some time, so you're going to see those objectively be trending up because they're at their top value right now. And then they're going to start fading as more start coming out. That's what we call a market. People also trending up this week is Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> What is this? Oh my gosh. Moon yeah. goggles. What is Have you seen this thing? Yeah. The kids love it. I am. Um, the peoples are it. tweaking people and are pinching like, things in the subway air. Like they're riding, <laughs> they're driving in their Tesla autopilot cars yeah. with the vi- It's. They're going through graveyards and seeing zombies on their LCD screen. Uh, come on. What is going on here? I think this is just going to increase susceptibility of being pinched in the future. Everybody's got their pinch down now. I'm like, well, I'm going to walk up on somebody. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Zoom in here. <laughs> Apple Vision Pro is trending up. People are talking, $3,500. And back in my day, VR is only cost like 500, 600 bucks. What happened? Yeah, but I mean, compared to a pinball machine, I mean, we're talking, that's like almost a topper. And the reason I bring this up, we had one of our uh, viewers listeners viewers i don't know what they were uh, a consumer of some of the videos i've done and stuff send me a video of them playing playing their pinball machine and all of a sudden because i didn't know any different it looked like they were just playing their pinball machine it was like another boring video from somebody sending me shit that i don't care about but then hovering to the side of it was a, a, a tracking stuck in place lcd monitor what i thought was a monitor playing a tutorial that i was giving as they were playing but when they turned their head it, it went with it so i was like holy shit and they said this is the apple vision pro i'm watching your video and it's floating above the play field as i'm playing and i thought to myself wow the capabilities of this and pinball are pretty endless you know i, I brought you vertical cams I, i've brought you the 4k wug I think I need to start working on an Apple Vision Pro VR tutorial gameplay video. What do you think? I think you'll enjoy the 60 views it gets. As people go up to their game and they have this Zach app, it will point to things on the play field and tell them what that is. And maybe I can pop up in their, in their vision as well. Blow them a kiss. Trending down this week is all the other VRs. No, trending down this week is GTF. Oh, man. Some call this piling on. I don't. 
Numbers don't lie. I'm just reporting the facts here. Don't shoot the distributor. <laughs> Training down is GTF. Because for some reason, I love the game, but the, the sales on the secondary market, they're starting to drop. Now's when I'm worried when I have GTFLEs in stock. Because they're in stock for what, 11,000? I've seen the GTFLEs secondary market for in the eights now. Uh-oh, we're getting to like JJP territory here. Oh no. So I've been starting to see those drop. And I will still hold true that GTF is a damn great game that people are missing out on. I think they're they're overly harsh to this game because of other situations and circumstances and launches and people running company. I, leave GTF alone. I'm going to Britney this bitch right now. Leave GTF alone. <laughs> also trending down this week is Metallica. Why is that, Dennis? No one knows. We'll go to IPDB and it'll tell no, you. No, <laughs> I don't want to go there anymore. It's made me sad. Metallica's trending down because as rumors continue to swirl about the possible Metallica game being re-envisioned for another Cornerstone, maybe Spike 3 title from Stern Pinball, you're seeing some people uh, getting a little antsy with their Metallicas and trying to dump them right now. It's not insider trading, people. It's just rumors. But I've seen Metallicas go up for sale quite a bit more in the last couple of weeks uh, than prior. So it's trending down. Also trending down this week, this is a public service announcement from your boy Zach here at the Pinball Show. I don't know if you're aware of this, Dennis, but I sure as a hell know a lot of listeners aren't. Trending down this week is the cardboard that you are using between the head and the rails of a pinball machine when you are breaking down and transporting them. Now, I'm sure, Dennis, you've seen this, right? You've seen people yeah, try to I've put in between the head. When they fold the head down, they put cardboard in there because that protects the game from the head rubbing on the rails, right? Uh, purportedly. You're wrong. People, you're wrong. Damn you for using cardboard. This is my public service announcement. If you heard this, you have no excuse to ever use cardboard again. Please, for the love of rails around the world, stop using cardboard. Contrary to popular belief, the cardboard actually Fs up the rails on a pinball machine. It just does. Usually powder coat. Stainless stuff, it's not too bad. It's going to have some minor abrasive scratching. But man, oh man, those powder coats. Take like a black stern standard uh, wrinkle powder coat. You will get it rubbing down smoothness in those areas. And for many of you, maybe it's not a big deal. But whenever you do go look at it, because you're wearing down that, it turns a different shade of color. It's a smoother shade, so you see it. It is an imperfection that you see because of the use of cardboard. Same, I just got a, a powder coat. It was like an LE machine in for trade, and the person used cardboard. Wrapped cocoon the hell out of this game, packaged it very well, but because they used, used cardboard, there was rubbing down past the powder coat because of cardboard. Please, people, stop using cardboard. Are you going to identify a problem without a solution, sack? No, I'm not that type of person. Go ahead, put a t-shirt in between it, put a towel in between it, put a mat in between it, anything. Just don't use cardboard, please. That's your public service announcement from your boy Zach here at the Pinball Show. Also trending down this week, Dennis, I, I just had this happen. I can't, I can't do it. I'm calling this the waiter memory flex. You ever experienced this? The waiter memory flex. Oh, when they won't write things down? I hate this. I hate it. It's overrated. 
my wife and I, we took a lunch and this waiter comes up and they almost did the waiter memory flex where they started to, and me and my wife were picky. We're like, give us this, but without this, we don't want this. We do want this. And they said, you know what? I'm going to write this down. And I said to them, I respect that. I respect the waiter that writes down. I do not respect the waiter that tries to flex with their memory because they always fuck it up. They always get it wrong. And I, it's, it's a disrespect, I think. I believe that every waiter should write things down. This waiter memory flex has got to end people. I will not stand for it anymore. And always make sure to reinforce that next time you go out to dinner. If they're doing the waiter memory flex, fuck their tip up. I do. You will not get as big a tip if you're doing the waiter memory flex because you're not going to remember it. If you write down, I will acknowledge it. I will reinforce it and I will say, you know what? Nicely done there, waiter. Nicely done there, waitress. I appreciate that. I'm getting old, Dennis. Things are making me mad. And because of that, I won't trend down anything else. I won't. Pinball Bounty, same stuff. Radical, Congo, Terminator 2. Those are what we're looking for right now. And as always, I'm just here to report the facts, whether it's about a waiter, a pinball company, a new Apple product. Numbers don't lie, people. And neither will I on Pinball Market Trends. <laughs> Dennis, where can these people catch you? Uh, they can email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com, but don't. <laughs> but don't. I don't feel like answering anything this week. Yeah. Next you, couple weeks. Yeah, give you a couple weeks off. You can email us at thepinballshow at gmail.com. Follow, like, and subscribe to all the socials as well. Uh, TPN, we've got uh, Straight Down the Middle. Go follow, like, and subscribe to that YouTube series as well as uh, Facebook's. Instagrams, flipping out Instagram. Subscribe to that. Follow that. That's fun stuff. And I always keep the most up-to-date flipping out inventory used uh, used on flipping out Facebook page. So go follow that. I don't do it on the website because we price things so damn low that it would be inefficient to take the time to put it on a website. Bye, bye, bye. When I buy my pinball shit, I buy from flipping out. From toppers or from trivials, I've got it figured out. Flipping out, figured out. When I think of pinball, I think flipping out. Product showcase this week, GTF. No, product showcase this week is going to be Jaws Pro. Jaws Pro because we still have openings for the second run of Jaws Pro. So sign up for one of those today. We also have many games in stock. Godzilla premiums. We just added one more Elvira Blood Red Kiss. I was able to nab. We're able to stock up on Stranger Thing. Basically everything. We got a couple Guardians left. I oh Star Wars they announced that that should be the product showcase sign up for the 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 pro or the premium they haven't made it in a year and a half they're going to make it here in March and then they're not going to make it for the rest of the year so go ahead and put your deposit to lock in a spot at flippingoutpinball.com uh, we added a lot of accessories as well and those have been going really fast Do you see these stern pinball stools oh, they're a thing now uh, we've been selling those Player mats, I've been been getting Stranger Things accessories in, actually in stock. Art blades and and armor uh, and different things like that. Godzilla art blades, those things have been out of production for a long time for whatever reason. We finally got some of those back uh, in stock as well as James Bond art blades, etc. Go have some fun. You only live once, then you're going to be dead. So you might as well buy shit you want now. Zach, Z-A-C-H at flip the letter in out pinball.com or flipping out pinball.com. Flipping out with friends, go check out Joel. He did Joel's last week. I don't know what's coming this week. 
Maybe it'll be Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Looney Tunes. Maybe it'll be a talk show. I don't know. What happened last week on TPN? We only had one since our last episode. It was a Triple Jane episode oh, yeah. called We Play Jaws and It Blew. B-L-U-E. Oh, how to clever. continue our spelling. Who's doing that? Who's you know responsible what? for that? That feels like a Tom thing. <laughs> All right, teach these people something to Children out there who are listening to this episode. <laughs> Look, you can't be putting off your homework projects. Thank all you. right. If you've waited to the last day to do your trifold pamphlet education mm-hmm. on the 13 colonies, you know what? Mm-hmm. There's only one colony now. Just, just, I don't know. Rhode Island. Do the smallest one. Yeah, it's going to be obvious, but at least you'll turn something in. That's the and true And you'll learn colony. something important. You got to get your stuff done early. And always practice safe pinball. And is Dave Fix trying to sue me? See you all in two weeks. Take that. Rewind it back. Little John got the beat to make your booty go. Let me see you do the A-Town Star. Do the A-Town Star. Now do the muscle. Do the muscle. Do the muscle. Do the muscle. I've done it.